0: Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. This is the 43rd dose, and it's called Winter Solstice. My name is Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I want to share with you some of the magic i found in the real world, and in hopes that it will help you. By magic, I mean things that amaze me, help me, things that sparkle, things that feel like they're kind of magic tricks, like I can change my environment, or my experience, or my experience of my environment. And I want to talk about in the real world, as in the world you can touch and taste and feel, and just, you know, the usual one we think about when we think about life. Uh, I'm in a different spot today, so you might hear a creaking floor, or you might hear some dogs barking, if They get up from their lovely little beds. Well, big beds. They're big dogs. I'm caring for my friends' big dogs. Uh, And I'm making this particular episode because I want to talk about wintertime, winter solstice, and also about winter depression and some of the things I've experienced with that and found helpful. And because it's that kind of holiday season greeting Christmas time and... So this is my, this is like also my Christmas card, uh, or whatever holiday you celebrate around this time of year. So let's begin with the bias of this episode, as in I'm making this in the Northern Hemisphere, so it's wintertime here. As I'm looking out the window, there is sloppy snow on the ground. I live on Vancouver Island, and down at the coast level, it's doesn't always snow that much. Actually, it usually doesn't snow that much. We've had quite a bit of snow for here already this year. A few snowfalls that have actually stayed on the ground and piled up. And I love it when it snows, which is kind of an unpopular opinion around here. Most people are like, yeah, snow's great as long as it stays in the mountains. And... I actually like it when it snows down at the coast. I love the freshness of snow landing everywhere. The way it just blankets things. I like how it brightens up the sky and the light uh, just seems to last longer. And so in the Northern Hemisphere now, especially I live around the 49th parallel, we are experiencing very shortened days of daylight. So it gets light maybe by... 8 o'clock, 8.30, and it's dark again by 4.30. So we don't have that much daylight. If you live further north from here, it's even shorter. If you live near the equator, it's almost the same all year round. If you live in the southern hemisphere, you are holding down summer right now. And I like thinking about how a season isn't, isn't happening everywhere at the same time. One of the amazing things about this round planet is the seasonal fluctuations and how it changes from one side of the earth to the other. And so if you're listening to this from the Southern Hemisphere, I hope that it's still you still feel my seasonal greetings and also that maybe you bookmark this and remember to listen to it six months from now, when you are experiencing shorter days. For me, the shorter days of wintertime have often been quite, I'm not sure if struggle is the right word, but a a challenge of feeling more depressed, more lethargic, uh, unmotivated, down, gray, sad. And Even in my childhood, this was, or even maybe more so in my childhood, this was quite pronounced. I remember just feeling kind of like squished by the darkness, squished by the short days, and feeling gloomy more easily in the winter. And if you have a regular job or school schedule, you can end up being indoors for like all the daylight hours, and that's hard on a system and this is not a clinical <laughs> this is not a clinical conversation about you know a medical diagnosis of depression if you if this is a severe situation please seek more professional help but i do want to tell you some of the things that have helped me with uh, improving my experience in the winter to not feel this, um, sometimes it's called seasonal affective, is it disorder or depression? It's S-A-D, I'm not actually sure which the D stands for, Uh, but this recognition that winter times or darker times can be harder for people with their mental health. And so even just knowing this, knowing that sunlight is really helpful for our brain chemistry and feeling upbeat. That awareness helps me uh, realize that I want to maximize on the daylight that there is. The uh, One of the biggest things that helps is just to go outside when it's light out. This means sometimes I have to put on more rain gear, warmer boots, wear a toque, I bought some really nice mittens this year that, like, my hands are actually warm enough. And I've got some cozy winter boots. Excuse me. So wearing the right gear to be able to go outside, even when it's, quote, bad weather, and experience the daylight really helps. Uh, If you can adjust your schedule at all, maybe you can take a longer lunch break, maybe you can change your work hours so that at some point when it's light out, you go outside. This really helps physical exercise just in general helps with mood and health and mental health. And my hands like going around and around, like encompassing everything (laughs) is exercise. And so exercising outside in the daylight is so helpful. Uh, and side part of that, is that because exercise itself is helpful, if you don't get a chance to exercise while it's daylight, exercising in the dark still works. Like it's still always good for your body and it helps with your endorphins and all that good chemistry. You might have heard my conversation with Joey Doherty a few episodes ago, and in it we talk about barefoot walking and we talk about walking in the dark. At least around here, it's pretty cold right now to walk barefoot. But if I haven't got a chance to go for a walk during daylight hours, I'll go for a walk in the dark. Uh, Sometimes with my headlamp, or as I spoke about in that conversation, I'm also getting more comfortable walking just in the dark, in my quiet roads, or in the forest. And so I encourage you to get some exercise, even if it's dark out. This could also look like a yoga practice inside. Dancing is like the... Well, these are all excellent antidotes to winter depression, but dancing is so good. Turn on music, just boogie for a bit. By yourself, with your family, with your friends, whoever. Just a little private dance party is so helpful. To move our bodies fluidly, to just let loose, relax, be goofy. I've lately been listening to kind of more, uh, like no words, sort of deeper beat, almost like African sounds and just like grooving to it. The other night I put on my my bigger, like they almost act like earmuffs headphones and I just went out. It was a full moon. It was cold outside. I put on all my snow gear and I went and danced in the snow just for like 20 minutes outside rocking it out and it, my body and my spirit are just like, yes! Yes! And that's possible in the winter time. And the biggest shift for me has been this Change in, I used to want winter to be summer and feel so much sadness that it wasn't sunny and it wasn't warm. And I think the winter I first started to enjoy the winter was actually, maybe ironically, the one where I first lived off the grid and I had the least amount of lighting in my house I've ever lived with. I had candles and I had one overhead like LED bulb that worked on a pathetic solar panel and I had my headlamp. And with this limited lighting, I started to have the best winter because I think everybody around me in this smaller Gulf Island town or not town island, community, that's the word. Uh, There was a collective recognition that winter was different. There was a watching out for each other, knowing that winter could be depressing. There were community activities of potlucks and saunas and dances. And my body got into more of a hibernating situation. (laughs) Like I just, I slept more. And it's the first time I've gotten into a rhythm where I would wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and be awake for a few hours, and then go back to sleep and have a whole other second sleep. I've heard that this is potentially what our bodies would naturally do. And, uh, side note, when I encountered this, I'd call him a wizard, this incredible man in the forest on a different island a few years later, uh, he lived in a, like, cedar and tarp shack on this remote island that he had worked to conserve as a um, like a cultural almost like a park because of all the culturally modified cedar trees so trees that indigenous people had been harvesting from for centuries he had documented those and helped to get the island preserved and for those of you who live close by to me it's called Hanson Island and it's north by uh Port McNeil. Uh, for those of you on the other side of the world, that might not be meaningful. But uh so we got kind of like permanent squatters rights on this island. And I was sailing at the time and we went to visit him. Walrus was as he was known. And so one of the most eccentric like hermity wild men I've ever met. And he would lived there for 25 years, I think, and had like this extensive eclectic library, had no, (laughs) but I couldn't believe that he didn't have firewood. He didn't have like years of firewood stocked up. It was like this perpetual, just about to run out of firewood situation. So we helped him a little bit with that. All this to say that he had completely kind of transferred over to this rhythm of sleeping shorter amounts like throughout the day so whatever the day and night he'd sleep sort of like two to four hour chunks at any point of the day and so we would like walk up the hill to see him and never know like whether he was going to be awake or asleep and he just like had no rhythm other than his body's desire to sleep or be awake there was no other schedule it's fascinating that was a bit of a side note to say that sleeping extensively can can either add to or be a symptom of depression, but sleeping more in the winter is very normal. Just wanting to be a bit cozier, our body just getting less energy from the outside, and so needing more energy like by resting. It's very natural and normal. And so A bit of just recognizing that the winter rhythms internally and externally are different has helped me not resist them so much as kind of lean in and even appreciate them. Appreciate what is possible in the winter, like dancing in the snow, that isn't in the summer. Also, uh, when it's been felt worse, I use an artificial light. Um, like a one-eye plug-in that gives full-spectrum lighting. And so that basically mimics sunlight more, and it helps your brain get sort of tricked into thinking it's had more sunlight, and chemically that works. (laughs) And uh, so I have one of those. My tip would be not to use it too late at night because it mimics sunlight, so you kind of further mess up your circadian rhythm by using the light in the evening. So I found I liked it best around sort of four o'clock, like just as it started to get dark here, and I'd feel that like sinking feeling of like, oh shit, it's getting dark out. If I put that light on my desk for about an hour, it would feel like I'd gotten a dose of something that I was lacking. Speaking of doses, vitamin D is very helpful. So that's one of the things we're receiving from the sunlight, and unless you live somewhere really sunny, you're probably chronically low in vitamin D, which is also very helpful for your immune system and a bunch of other functions that I am not qualified to describe. (laughs) So supplementing proactively with vitamin D, as in like just making it a habit in the wintertime, I find really helpful. It comes in liquid form or pill form and just sort of like, you know, put it by your toothbrush, take it every day. And Yeah, a lot of these tips like the exercise, get outside uh, and vitamin D are good proactively as in like to establish them as patterns before it gets really crunchy and sad is most effective. That they're also effective if you start them when you're already feeling bad. But one of the most challenging things about depression in my experience is that once you're in it, It's hard to be motivated to make any shifts. If you're in that place, I would suggest asking for help. That some outside, uh, like asking a friend to come over and go for a walk with you, uh, asking somebody to come over and make a meal, um, getting some outside help in, in exercise and outside exposure is what I would need at that point to get some outside support. Yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to share this is because I want to bring to our awareness that winter time and this time around Christmas can be challenging for a lot of people. Sometimes it's this physical depression feeling. Sometimes it's a loneliness of realizing that they don't have maybe family or friends around <clears throat> to sort of celebrate in that Hallmark classic, you know, long table with decorations and peaceful laughter and, you know, Yule Tide cheer. <laughs> That's not everybody's experience. Um, and there's a lot of strange things that can happen at this time of year. I think partly the, the holidays and all the sort of energy and hype and reunion around that. And maybe there's something kind of galactic happening in or celestial happening as we shift seasons but it feels to me like a kind of like a like a shifty sort of time and so I wanted to bring that awareness that it can be a really hard time for for some people and that sometimes this blatant cheer almost makes that worse by contrast um so hopefully well I hope that's not your experience but if it is I just wanted you to know that uh yeah, Christmas and holidays and wintertime are not always easy. I think I've spent at least two, maybe three boxing days in hospital. Um, I've had tonsillitis. Yeah. Two, maybe three times around Christmas before I had a better awareness of my own energy and needs and desires and protecting all that, uh, Christmas could be even, could be really stressful. And yeah, I think there was, un, well, undercurrents in my family of origin that were stressful. Sometimes they were pretty blatant of deciding which, uh, I don't know if I was deciding or if I was just getting <laughs> um, pawned back and forth, but uh, questions of which parent to spend Christmas with as my parents were divorced uh was stressful to me and my sister i wanted to be with my sister and sometimes we were in dif- at least once we were at different parents for christmas on an- oh it was a mess uh yeah so i've spent a few christmases in hospital or boxing days in hospital with a deeply sore <laughs> sore throat and uh yeah i've spent Christmas far from, well, a few Christmases far from home. One in South America, which felt very different to me. I remember us making really humble little Christmas ornaments and trying to figure out what traditions from home we wanted to have there. And the last few years, I felt grateful that, that I feel like an adult. Like, I get to choose what I want to do and how I want to celebrate. And celebrating solstice has become a lot more important to me that's the day when it shifts and the 21st of December and the days here start getting longer like the daylight and so marking that has been a part of sort of like embracing winter and recognizing how it can affect me and celebrating that it does shift light comes back yeah, so I'm celebrating that with a small group of women this year. Probably light some candles and, you know, say a few things. Eat some food. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but just marking marking that day is important to me. And I'm grateful that Christmas has become unstressful. I just... I kind of just... One, I don't worry about it. Also, I don't feel like I need to participate in things I don't want to and I feel grateful that I get to be included in my boyfriend's family's celebrations because I don't feel like my family of origin doesn't have that. We don't have like a classic, like, big family get-together. Like, there's just no, yeah, there isn't that. And I think I, uh, I've i kind of given up on that. It's, but it's almost like it doesn't hurt so much where it used to. There was these places where that lack of a like together family with parents and maybe even aunts and uncles or cousins where i really felt the lack of that and now i i still notice that it's not there but it doesn't hurt quite so much i guess i notice the i notice the independence that i have and i notice the choices that i get to have and the new family and friends who get to be dear to me. Yeah, and the ways that my original family, we do, like, funny other things that, that they're sort of endearing and work for us. So um, a lot of family stuff can come up around Christmas. I notice I that even this year, things that are, like, interesting or daunting and that I'm seeing in new lights. and I feel less wrapped up in the drama but still like noticing the little threads of it anyways I hope that in whatever you are celebrating you feel some ease and some peace and some like that kind of that remembering of like what what is this actually what are you going for here like why do we give presents why do we get together that that focus of sort of like what matters underneath it can bring an ease and peace like if the if you don't have a turkey that's the traditional meal around here uh like the world's not gonna end it's fine have something else i was talking with uh andy mort from the gentle rebel podcast earlier today and we were just talking about how there's there's like more options than we sometimes realize for example like with christmas dinner like you can change the tradition. You don't have to have turkey. Like you can just there's we might think we're choosing between like A and B and actually there's like a bunch of other choices. So it's a bunch of choices of how to celebrate this time of year. I think getting together in some sort of festive way really helps with winter. It helps with feeling less lonely and it's like the sunlight of other people's smiles. So you can't see me smiling, but I hope that you feel it somehow in this, and I'm sending you solstice, Christmas, holiday, winter, whatever, snowflake, greetings, and oh, also to say I'm going to take a little breather from the podcast for a few weeks. Uh, this was my plan last year when I started it, was to do it for a year or like 11 months or so and then take a break, so uh, I'm going to just take a few weeks off. And I feel like the sort of Sabbath idea, like rests, is part of a rhythm that's important to sustainability. And also to reassessment and just coming back fresh with um, more energy and ideas. And so if you've just started, if you've just found this, um, feel free to go back and listen to the archived ones. Something I didn't really think about, but really enjoy is that there's now a bunch of ideas you can listen to going back in time, but it will be present when you listen to it. Um, and I'm happy to hear from you even while I'm taking a break. If you want to say hi on Instagram at magic for realists or through the website, magic for realists.ca, uh, I'd be super happy to hear from you and let me know what back episodes you're listening to, what you enjoyed. If you have any ideas you want to share about things you'd like me to talk about in this upcoming year, that would also be really neat to hear. Or what you've enjoyed from this last year might help shape what I do going forward. Though so this isn't with that said, I'm not gonna I'm not going to exclusively cater to how was I gonna explain this? I'm not gonna exclusively cater to my audience because I think Part of what's important is that, or part of what, yeah, what's important and what I enjoy is that you get to hear some of the things that are present for me. That was a weird disclaimer. Uh, I still would like to hear what you enjoyed and what you'd like to hear more of. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, so I'm gonna take a little break. I will be back sometime in January. And until then, I hope you experience some uh, magic in the real world. And if you know any realists who you think would benefit from this, please share it with them. And if you know somebody who's having a uh, challenging winter or a lonely Christmas, uh, maybe share this with them just so that they know that it's not, they're not the only one who's experienced that. And maybe some of these tips will help them. Uh, And then go take them them for a walk. (laughs) Yeah. Or make them hot apple cider. Or if you're living in the South, some of these ideas would still apply anytime that you're feeling kind of down and depressed. Okay, I'm sending you solstice blessings. Bye for now.